0: Welcome back to Obscure Broadcasting's podcast, Famous Last Words. We are on day nine of our 31 Days of Horror. And today we are talking about, from 2017, Jordan Peele's Get Out. Uh, this movie was as, cult, as close to a uh, cultural phenomenon as any movie in recent years when it came out. Uh, it garnered an Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay multiple nominations um, for Best Motion motion Picture, Best uh, Actor in a Leading Role, and Achievement in Directing. It only won one out of those four awards, but this movie was about as big as it gets for any movie, let alone indie movies, let alone horror movies. Uh, And
1: Yeah, I was simultaneously excited and disappointed by the fact that we actually never saw this movie in theaters because every time we tried, it was sold out. And so, like, excited because, yay, horror movie about with, like, social commentary sold out. And then, boo, we never actually got to see it in theaters. Yeah, we uh,
0: yeah, we, we tried to see it a couple times and it was sold out. And, uh, you know, that uh, just doesn't happen all that many times with movie theaters nowadays. So, yeah, this movie was, uh, was a big deal when it came out. And so we saw it. We rented it, I believe, from, like, iTunes or something when we saw it. Uh, for the first time uh, a couple years ago and um, yeah the movie had a lot of hype around it and did it meet the hype for you the first time you saw it?
1: Um, I think so I think whenever movies have hype attached to it I have a hard time like separating the hype from the actual like quality of the movie um, and so the first time I watched it I was like oh I recognize this is a really good movie and that it definitely deserves the hype But I wanted to experience it without the hype and I think watching it years later I was able to get that experience of like it being separated from you know pop culture hype and just like appreciate the quality and the artistry of the movie.
0: Yeah no I thought this watching it again uh this time on blu-ray and was a much better picture quality and that not that that is everything but I thought I was just kind of blown away from it watching it this time through uh. There's so many subtle nuances, and it's just it's just such a well written and well we woven story. And we got to watch some like deleted scenes and and deleted scene commentary about like hearing Jordan Peele's process, and he's just like a genius. I think I think he's a genius at putting it together, um, uh, knowing what works in the movie, what slows down the pacing. Uh, just a really really great set piece movie.
1: Yeah, I think he's a really really talented storyteller. But listening to the commentary, it was very obvious that like. He's a really realistic movie make like filmmaker um, because you know he knew what to take out because it was the pace it you know slowed down the pacing or we didn't need it. He changed the ending of his film according to you know what was happening in in culture at that time with the election of Donald Trump and um, yeah, I just think he's like a really smart guy and like really in tune with like what America, needs and and wants to see like on film
0: yeah i thought something that was really interesting was watching him talk through the alternate endings to the movie or like so he did many many takes where where uh he gets in the cop car at the end and 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 he is saved by his buddy rod and he had filmed many many different takes of those and a lot of them are are detailed he kind of improvised that point um but it's all. It's also funny that, like, when he wrote the movie, or not funny but interesting, when he wrote the movie, he had intended for the original ending as you know he is. Chris is the name of uh, Daniel Kalua's character. Uh, is is over? You know, ch- uh, you know, chokes uh, Rose Allison Williams character to de- like kills Allison Williams character, and the p- cops show up and that's it. You know, he's he's arrested and there's this whole kind of like epilogue where Rod goes and visits him in prison and is like, there's not a lot left over the fire from the fire. You know, it doesn't look good for you. And like, you know, he's just like, you know, I beat it. And he's talking about his own peers and he overcame it and he was like a more of a martyr. And uh, then Donald Trump got elected and um, basically Jordan Peele's like we need a rallying point because originally he had been a social commentary on like kind of left elite you know well-to-do rich uh Democrats and like kind of like tr- you know living in a post quote-unquote post-racial world uh with Obama and then when Donald Trump won and like the political climate changed significantly when they're actually in production they changed the ending to be a slightly more uplifting ending.
1: Yeah and you know it's That's a really bold decision to make because, you know, I still don't know how I feel on the original ending versus what was out in the theatrical release. Um, Because, you know, you're sacrificing a little bit of your storytelling to, you know, make the film that you think your audience needs at that time. And so, you know, he had set up quite a few things that attach to the ending, like the fire in the house. So that, you know, the evidence was gone. Um, A couple other like little details that led to the ending. And, you know, he decided to just sacrifice that for something different. And I don't think it hurt the movie at all. But I think it's, it's interesting because it's like, if I was in that position, I would be like, no, we can't do this because like everything connects to the ending and the ending has to be this way because we set up this and this and this.
0: Right. Yeah. And upon thinking about it, like, you know, the candles and the. In the operating room, and a number of, like a couple of other very small details that, like, you know, you don't see what happens to the mother, Catherine Kinnear's character, but you like get the idea that Chris killed her, or she suffocated in the fire, or you know, like, you're not sure. You don't; it's off screen,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but like, you could easily kind of see how you know, in a in the kind of world we live in, a very unjust, you know, racially, you know, uh, terrible uh, police force could easily spin this that like Chris. Killed them all and 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 was a terrible you know did all these terrible things or that they could put it on Walter, who is actually the grandfather. But that they could put it on Walter that Walter did all because he kills himself, mm-hmm. and you could easily put it on Walter that Walter did all these terrible things and like you know it's so. It was a bold decision, and I think if you upon second or third viewing you start to pick up on a lot of little things that are leading up to the original ending.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes me wonder too what Jordan Peele would do right now. You know, would he have made the statement about the police and and what's happening in our country right now, or would he wanted something more uplifting?
0: Well, you? yeah, I mean, it's funny that US is basically a movie devoid of police,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like US, the follow up to uh, Get Out, which I I really like. US, I actually like them. I think almost equally. I think there's like merits to both of them, uh, and and um, but Get Out might be as a better screenplay. I think maybe just there's certain. I like the story maybe a little bit more. I think it's a little bit more, it's really interesting. Both of them are really interesting, but I like Us. I, Us has a warm spot. Did you like Us?
1: Yeah, I did. I think I think I agree. I think the storytelling might be slightly better than Get Out, but I like what Us is about. And I like the actors and I like the the pacing and the, the horror of it.
0: Us is a really out there idea. Us mm-hmm. is like this idea that there's like, you know, a secret not even a secret just like you know doppelgangers of us living um but i thought us had some really really powerful moments really scary moments um the whole sequence where um elizabeth moss's character has been you know her doppelganger has stabbed her and she's trying to get her alexa to like save her and she's just like you know whatever amelia call the police and and she's just like playing fuck the police by (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. That's a great moment in that Mm -hmm. movie. Um, But Get Out is a masterpiece. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of people that are, you know, lots of movie executives that saw how well Get Out did and wanted to capitalize on that kind of, you know, that world.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think the second or multiple viewings of Get Out is really crucial to picking up some of these small cues to really like seeing the social commentary the horror, the comedy, like, you know, there's just a lot of little details that you, it it passes over your brain in the first viewing. You're not sure, like, why. Um, but then when you know, like, what happens in the end and you rewatch it, you're like, oh, each little thing is part of the puzzle. And it's just, it's really, really well put together. I mean, even some of the minor special effects, um particularly with the sunken place, I feel like we're really appropriately done. I think it could have easily. Yeah, not overdone. Yep, because I think the sunken place could have very easily been like way over the top, you know, because he's kind of like in this black hole sort of situation with like what looks like maybe like a little tiny TV of what's happening in the real world. And I just think, you know, it doesn't look cheesy. It looks really good. I mean, one thing we saw in the, deleted scenes is there was like a special effects deer um, like skeleton carcass deer. Yeah, yeah skeleton that was in actually in the trailer and you know the skeleton itself was really well puppeteered and put together but
0: and would have looked even better with special effects
1: yeah but it was just like too much it didn't make any sense and jordan Beale took it out and i, I really appreciate like making those hard decisions you know you hired someone to make this entire thing and then you're about to hire like VFX artists to, you know, make it look really good. And he was just like, nope, it's, we're going to go over budget and it doesn't fit and we got to cut it.
0: Right. And that's like an image that could have been with him from, since like the beginning. And, you know, I think it's his instincts are just so good at every turn about what to keep in. Like there's not really a sour note and it just moves really well. This movie is also really well acted. Everyone acts is really, really well and, and does a great job in their in the piece they do. I think our underrated performance is Lakeith Stanfield as like the the Chris from before, you know, who shows up and and uh, is is trapped in this, you know, he gives a really good performance that's really subtle and also terrifying. And that beginning, the beginning is so chilling, like the opening sequence with Lakeith Stanfield where, you know, I guess it's, uh, you know, Caleb Landry uh, Jones, the brother, who is who picks him up. You know,
1: mm-hmm. he's wearing like some sort of medieval mask, which I didn't get the first time either until you see it in in the car at the end. When right he like takes this the, the brother's car, he's, mm-hmm. he like picks up the helmet and you're like, oh, OK, that's what that was.
0: And there's just a lot to think about with this movie, too. Like, oh, Chris doesn't drive at the beginning. But why doesn't he drive? Oh, because he's from New York City. No, it's actually he doesn't drive because he probably just has too much trauma about his mother being killed in a hit and run. And he doesn't want to be culpable in that situation. And then it happens. And then he, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. That's why he goes and looks for the deer. Right. Like you don't realize that again until multiple viewings that he has such trauma about the hit and run with his mom and that he didn't call the police because he was a young child. He didn't do anything. And so like they hit a deer and he goes off into the woods to like go find it
0: because he's got that guilt and that trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, get out's a masterpiece and I think everyone should watch it even if you can't don't really do horror. This is one to view and 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 if you can get through it, I mean the horror is not terribly horrific and it's not like the conjuring or something like that, but it's it's a really it's there's the social commentary makes it worth its price in gold and I think that if you're afraid of horror movies or don't want to watch them, get out transcends that barrier.
1: Yeah, and like just the commentary on race in America and especially with like white privilege and, and the white elite on the left side, which is like typically you talk about and you hear about racism on more of like the right side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, this really has a lot to say about race in America and it does it through a horror lens. It also has like a lot of comedy mixed into it too, mm-hmm. which I think is always really really interesting and and comedy and horror are not that far apart from each other
0: yeah well uh if you uh if you like this please give us a rating and uh a like and uh thank you so much for listening my name is andrew
1: and i'm Teresa.
0: thanks for being here